Guy Lombardo, my God. Happy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. New Year, everyone. That's right, it's a brand new year, and we've done this before, but it's rare that we get to celebrate New Year's Eve with Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve on the TV in the background, and with mm -hmm. us, your hosts, Colin and James, here to tell you that you are welcome to enjoy a New Year celebration with Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of the aforementioned people in this group. That's right, Colin, and I'm down here with the people. Uh, I'm James Anderson. On this show, uh, we're we're working our way towards the new year, trying to count down uh, the MCU timeline from uh, historical order, scene by scene, until uh, the end of time. Or they're telling me uh, day uh, day by day, or scene by scene. I it's still so unclear. Are you gonna randomly? Kiss a stranger down there because it's like a weird thing that Jenny McCarthy. It's a, it's a, for a, long time. It's a whole it's consent weird. thing. They really don't like really you to gross. do that anymore. It's like a high five. Uh, uh, you hold up a sign that's like high five handshake or a hug. I genuinely think that COVID is what saved us from that bit now, and I hope they never bring it back. Anyway, how are the people? Are what are they saying? They are cold and grumpy. Hmm. And they're turning on me quickly because I'm talking seemingly to no one, Colin. Okay, well, maybe put your hand down from your ear because it's 1983 and there are no cell phones. There oh, are radios, but let me pull out my have... very long microphone. Yeah. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I've been here the whole and time. And welcome to Agents of Shield, season seven, episode seven. We've been here before. You get it. You know it. You love it. We've been We're here starting. The whole time. At nine minutes and 51 seconds, and we're going to end at 10 minutes and 14 seconds. Speaking of being cold and depressing, here is what happens. <laughs> and I think you'll like this one. Big Mac lies back on oh. his sofa with a much thicker beard drinking yet another beer. The broadcast on TV is a little hazy, but he doesn't care. There's a knock at the door. Deke yells out, Hey, Mac, it's New Year's Eve. I thought you might want to celebrate. Mac remains glued to his sofa and beer. Deke tells him he'll leave some goodies by the door. He wishes him a happy 1983 and tells him that he'll see him soon. But back outside, Deke, slightly defeated, puts his hands back in his coat pockets and weathers the snow to head back to his place. Sad. Huh. Sad moment. Shared between... A friend and also a guy who can't stand his other friend. Yeah. And on and and those two friends are talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe. So stuff. we're gonna talk about it right now. James, why do you hate me so much? What did I do? I can't even begin to start enumerating the ways. So Frankie, I just think that it started with this one stream that you did. No. Um no, sorry, was that too too real? Um Um <laughs> Anyway, no, so James, what are your thoughts on this scene? Um, I love uh New Year's scenes just for the sake of look, time is passing. Um <laughs> mm -hmm. Forrest Gump did them a lot, and I really appreciate I really appreciate like this big thing that is is literally just well, time to start the calendar over, but that's celebrated massively by a bunch of people all around the world. And it's weird, but it's also an interesting 
like narrative device. And I think that, you know, it's sort of instead of showing like Deke attempting to make contact in winter, spring, summer, and fall, right. like all you have to do is call because Max got a friend. Sure. Um, they do like he brought over a ball because it was summertime ish. And also, then later it was New Year's Eve. So look so how long he's been some trying. Party stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's sort of my main thought. I do love. I think we talked about this probably when we did our New Year's episode for something. Oh, with the end of nineteen thirty-one. That's right. Yeah. I love uh, a New Year's uh, television programming, not the Me countdown too. stuff, but like I mean, the countdown stuff's fine. Um, I remember Billy Joe Armstrong was once drunk on an MTV New Year's thing and he uh, they played Shattered from Nimrod, which was really great. And then he cursed on live TV and then he was not invited to play New Year's Eve shows anymore. Um, I wonder why. (laughs) Probably because they didn't like warning that much. That's a shout out to Dan. That's hilarious. No, that's so Um, good. That's so good. God damn, that's good. Because I think Warning might be my favorite album by them. Yeah, Dan's too. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, why don't you get them here instead of me? Um, I mean, listen, as long as you still will write the timeline, sure, I'll do it. (laughs) Listen, I'm the one who edits. To me, it makes no difference. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, listener. (laughs) James and I love each other very, very much. Um, Okay. Listen, I'm trying to sway their thoughts. Let's not, let's not (laughs) lean too far into the bit. I would love to lean further into the bit. Um, I did, Nick at Night used to do, like, you'd vote on what your favorite sitcom episodes and then on new year's eve they they like spend all day counting them down up till midnight so mm-hmm. you could like i was at my um grandparents house in upstate new york i remember specifically one new year's eve and just watching like okay now it's a lucy episode now it's dick van dyke oh this one's a mary tyler moore oh another lucy oh interesting it was one of the first times that i really had a countdown mm. Situation. Sort of mindset. Yeah, it was sort of one of the one of the early like formative James likes countdowns as a way oh, of organizing interesting. things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I also think that like I mean I. I actually love watching the ball drop. I won't lie. Like that. That's probably the only part that I necessarily actually care about. Um. Especially because truth. Like truthfully, I think that once we lost actual Dick Clark. None of it has ever hit the same for me. Uh, there was something that to me was very charming about him and tuning in every year because it was a staple. You know what I mean? It was like for a long time, it was kind of like the New Year's Eve sure. thing, you know? Um, and uh, Dick Clark was there for basically my, I mean, sorry, this is going to be weird. Clearly, he was there for my entire life up until he was gone, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the one that my family would watch. And then like Ryan Seacrest started taking over, like kind of doing some of the duties for him just because he couldn't do all of it. And then once he took over in full, I actually can't stand him. He's actually very insufferable. Um, But I also know that I once tried another channel just for once. And I Mm. watched Steve Harvey attempting to wrangle other drunk guests. And they had made a, uh, like statue or trophy or something they like someone had presented a like Lego statue thing that I think was a set of the ball drop. Mm. And like, it was supposed to be a beautiful thing. It's like, Oh, isn't this really cool and really neat. And 
uh, Rob Gronkowski was like one of the mm. guests in the studio with him. And Gronk, who was clearly very like belligerently drunk, stood up and took the thing and did the Gronk, uh, what's it called? Spike with it. Mm. And it just shattered into a million pieces. And live on television, and live on television, Steve Harvey was actively like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right? Because like it was like a sponsored bit. It was right. all this other thing. But then also it was clearly something that took hours to make. And this man just picked it up and spiked it. And he's like, and goes, what's wrong? Like we're on national television. And Gronk right. is like, let's go. Woo. Yeah, pretty much. And Steve Harvey is just like standing there in shock because he genuinely doesn't know what to do. It was so fucking funny to me, but also yeah. so painful. And I never tuned back in. But yeah. anyway, that's like when you catch the, the Philadelphia uh, Thanksgiving parade. You ever watch that? No. It's weird. There's a Philadelphia Thanksgiving parade. That's kind of sad, to be honest with you. It's weird. It's really, really weird. It feels less corporate, but in That's a bad good. way. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I hate that actually. Um, because like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so speaking of this, though, this has sort of inadvertently, or maybe advertently, mm. gotten me directly to my my question. Which is, do guess. you have hostion? Sorry, fuck. This is my hostion. Which is, do you have any New Year's Eve traditions? Um, the kids stay up now. We're at we're at an age where they stay up. Um, Lila with no sweat. Matt, it's an effort. Um, we watch. You know, we watch stuff. We we haven't been really watching the sort of countdown recently. Um. We'll watch like you know a movie or two, play games or whatever. Um, it's interesting to play games with tired children because they get real pissed off real fast, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be kind of halfway funny and halfway really stressful because you're also tired. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of deal. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll do like a like a sparkling apple sparkling yep. apple juice toast. Yeah. Um, in like the nice in our like yep. nice glassware. That's what we do. Uh, uh, we have like uh, we've bought like the glasses, like the you know sure. twenty twenty yeah. whatever stuff before. Um, that's pretty much it uh, for us. It, it, I think New Year's is in sort of it's a in a in a building sort of area. That's fair, of, yeah. Since you have yeah. kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a kind of a segmentish thing. Yeah, hit me with it. Um, since it is the end of the year, and since Mac has been here all year, um, I took down like he's been. He spent yeah. from January oh, yeah, 21st yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I took down the top five songs, TV shows, and movies, uh, as well as the Marvel comic book debuts for 1982. Ooh, okay. I like this. Very James. So three, it is very James. So three top five countdowns and then just a list of three comic books. Ooh, it's like the VH1 uh, of James. It, 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 oh, VH1. Oh, another New Year's staple like. Oh, cool! Yeah, you love the eighties, you love the nineties, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, power ballad rock songs, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Pop Up Video. Okay, so Pop Up Video instrumental in creating the person that you podcast with and oh, that you cool. listen to podcasts. Good. Like, hey, there. Here's a piece of pop culture that you can know random facts about and use in your podcast later, James. Whoa, that bubble was very personal. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, top five songs for 1982. Number five, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory. 
Um, the most maybe the most on the nose song of all time. Um, number four, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Uh, number three, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts with I Love Rock and Roll. Uh, number two, and a personal favorite, Men at Work with Down Under. Um, who Can It Be Now? I like a little bit better, but uh, Down Under is also very good. And number one, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top five movies. Uh, number five, Porky's, which shocked the hell out of me that it was the top, the fifth most highest grossing movie in uh, 1982. Uh, number four, Rocky three, I have the tiger, the whole, uh, you know, the song and the, and the movie, uh, number three was an officer and a gentleman, uh, also in 1982, uh, love lift, lift us up where we belong was from that movie. Uh, number two, Tootsie, um, excellent movie. Uh, Dustin Hoffman plays a woman and it's fantastic. Dustin Hoffman plays a guy playing a woman. Mrs. Doubtfire is sort of uh, Tootsie walked so that Mrs. Doubtfire could run and tackle Pierce Brosnan. And the number one uh, movie from 1982 was, of course, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, okay, uh, top five TV shows. Uh, number five, Dynasty. Uh, then it was a tie for number three with Magnum P.I. and MASH. Magnum P.I., holy crap, tying with MASH in 1982. Uh, MASH would end in 1983, so MASH was basically as popular as it was gonna get, and Magnum P.I. was apparently just as popular. Uh, number two is Dallas, a show I constantly mix up with Dynasty all the time because they both begin with D or mm -hmm. one word and were very popular in 1982. And number one, disappointingly, is 60 Minutes because... <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that, that's wow, how you know this list is for real yeah wow. <laughs> and i'm andy rooney uh and then uh <laughs> three comic book debut like debuts of comic books that i was really surprised uh gi joe and Amer a real american hero the comic book okay. came out in 1982 wow. uh the miniseries the vision and the scarlet witch which is wow. the basis for wandavision or yeah. a basis for wandavision and then the first uh, Wolverine miniseries uh, with the, I don't like the picture of Wolverine because he looks really weird, but like it's that iconic Wolverine look where he's sort of like has this weird smile on his face, whatever. But like the uh, the movie, I think it's The Wolverine. Is it the one where he's like, he's doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and he's yeah, like, okay. yeah. Uh, but the movie The Wolverine where he fights the Yakuza yeah. is what. You're fine. Sorry. Sorry. Is is based on uh that original comic book series. Um, okay, cool. So those three uh debuted in 1982 and that is the pop culture that Mac would have had access to. I do like to think of Mac listening to like Ebony and Ivory just in a real depressed over and over sort of way. He has like a single. No, no, no. You have this all wrong. Okay. Mac is not listening to it on purpose. It is Deke standing outside playing it on like a boom box because Deeksy's Midnight Runners. What? Deeksy's Midnight Runners. That's good. But he's, he's, he's trying to play it for him. Yeah. You know, because he's like, see, I'm learning. I get it. Ebony and Ivory. And he's like, it's probably the only time Mac says anything. He probably says that. And Mac just looks up and goes, don't. Yeah. And there's like deep, yeah. rough voice. And he goes, 
Okay, hits stop. Uh, Deke mm. definitely does the say anything like boombox thing. Mm-hmm. You know, f- four years early. Um, the kickball the- comes flying out of the window, <laughs> knocks it right out of his hands. It breaks the it breaks the the boombox. He's like, oh come on, that was my boombox. Now how am I gonna make music? Hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, hey listener, if Keep this that made one it in your back pocket. If this made it wildly, uh, listen to our episode. Will. Yeah, it's fun. Hey, but shall I ring in the new year with some rotten groceries, Colin? <laughs> you sure should. Great. Uh, that was the sound of a rotten, uh, a rotten grocery. Hey, listener, thank you for listening to our final episode of 1982. Uh, my name is James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. And I feel really under pressure to say Three, two, one. Excelsior! Do you want to do a different ending where I don't pressure you time-wise? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I might leave that whole bit in there because I think that's really funny. Okay. Podcast about ghosts and stuff. Are you interested in the paranormal? And then all of a sudden we hear this. Down a hallway when there's no one else there, I would go, maybe there's a ghost farting around these halls. Intelligent conversations. Uh, we don't know a lot. We were, we don't at all. And we never claim to. Furbies. Do these things so you could essentially kiss the Furby, but you're really kissing your ghost partner. Furbies again a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what you want your Furby for, to but. kiss. <laughs> Biting people. Do you like a food enough to bite middle schoolers for no. it? No. Do you? Mystery boxes. A box full of human heads was reportedly stolen from a medical supply truck in Denver on Thursday. Find the spooky spouses wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Excuse me. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.